This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host... Jim Rose. Thanks, Matt Tompkins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. This is a uh, source of information from the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which is a very unique operation. As many of you know, it provides emergency assistance to any former athlete from any of the 16 colleges or universities in Nebraska who face a medical and financial crisis. You can learn more online at negreats.org. We're joined by a couple of Nebraska, young Nebraska greats. Uh, often we talk to alumni from the various schools, but we're actually visiting today with a couple of current Nebraska football players. Cam Jurgens, the starting center, and Austin Allen, starting tight end for the Big Red. Fellas, thanks for coming. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having us. Austin, let's start with you, man. Uh, Aurora, Nebraska, is this the dream for you? Other than maybe not winning a championship yet, is this the dream for you? Yeah, dream. I mean... Can't get much better than Nebraska football and everything that comes with it, with, with the fans and the support that they give us. Um, yeah, I mean, the success hasn't necessarily been there, but I mean, we hope to turn that around this year and at least get to the postseason. That's yeah. that's the goal for us. That's the plan. You know, and Cam, uh, coming out of Beatrice, uh, playing center for the first time uh, when you got here, how's it been for you? Uh, it's been a journey for sure, but there's no other place I'd want to be in Nebraska. Growing up, a uh, Husker kid, it kind of runs through your blood and veins so I mean this is where I want to be and this is what I want to do so kind of like what Austin said turning this program around and getting some wins and finally getting on the right track and that's what we're excited for and working towards. Visit about the the COVID season and just how difficult it was for you guys you essentially convened in May and stayed together from May all the way through the end of the season. Austin, how difficult was that to keep everybody? Because you never had anybody lost uh, to a COVID test, a positive test, which wiped out a lot of programs. How did you guys do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was, I mean, like you said, we started in May and we were there every day since, I mean, up till the end of the season in December, because it was a late season start. But it was a it was a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, you're having a season, you're not having a season, you're having a season. It was just, it was hard to get ready as a football player, but, uh, um, I think Nebraska did a great job of um, keeping us there, keeping us ready, testing us. It kind of sucked. We had to get tested every single day. Um, that nose test, I don't know if any of you guys have ever done it. It's not a, not a fun one, but uh, they did a good job with us. And uh, I mean, Nebraska made it a, like, like a bubble, which almost made it feel like it was a sense of normalcy inside the stadium, which, was, which they did a great job in that part of it. How hard was it, Cam, to say, all right, I've, I've got to just like stay here. To have a, a college kid essentially be confined to a mm -hmm. space, it was almost like, okay, I'm in detention here. I can't go out and do stuff. How hard was that? Yeah, it was tough, but I think kind of the neat thing is like we had a bubble. You know, we didn't get to see anybody else, so kind of the camaraderie at the stadium, I mean, we all kind of grew together a little bit more as a team. So that was a bright side of things, but I mean the negative side of things, like we weren't able to be regular college students and go and have fun, like we're just, it was all business, but I mean it just felt like the longest fall camp of our lives. Mm -hmm. I mean we're there practicing and the Big Ten tells us no season and so we have a season and it's just like the communication sucked for us and like not knowing what was happening and we're just preparing for everything and that's kind of how we prepared for it. I mean, we're kind of prepared for the season to start whenever because we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, if you're in a bubble with 150 other guys, uh, 
or however many that is, you're either going to love each other or hate each other. <laughs> it may be a range of both. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're thinking, man, i got to get out of here, or I'm going to freaking start up a chainsaw and go yeah. through the place, Austin. Yeah, it was um, it was frustrating at times. I mean, seeing Cam's ugly face every day. <laughs> no, it's um, like Cam said, we grew a lot as a team um, in, in brotherhood-wise. I mean, um, it also allowed us to spend a little bit more time in the film room. I mean, what else are you going to go to do? You can't necessarily go to the um, – Go get some food downtown. You can't. I mean, you couldn't really do anything. So you're at the stadium, or you're at home. Um, so I mean, you get so bored at home, it's like I'm gonna go watch film. I mean, it, it helped us in some ways, but it was frustrating a lot of times too. You know, this is a, an era of college football where guys easily can leave. They enter the transfer portal. Sometimes they think the grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not. But keeping as many guys together on the Nebraska football team, especially with is not as much success as you wanted, that had to be gratifying for a couple of Nebraska guys like you, Cam, to say, all right, maybe these guys have bought into being together. Yeah, I mean, you definitely saw it on the def- defensive side of things. You know, we got a couple guys coming back because they, they just want to win some games. You know, you don't want to leave a program the way, uh, like our last year of COVID, I would hate for that to be my last year. So they want to come back and kind of finish their careers off the right way and that's kind of the exciting part of it so I mean there's a lot of people that came back and want to do that. Busy with Cam Jurgens and Austin Allen from the Nebraska football team of 2021. Huskers going to open up against Illinois. You almost had a trip to Ireland I and mean, what caps a better career than a trip overseas to play football Austin? Mm-hmm. Yeah so it would have been a free trip and that would have been really cool um, but at the end of the day it's, it's, it's a football game versus Illinois um, and I think we still have a good opportunity to start our season off right in Champaign, Illinois, um, this this year. But uh, I think that's going to be a big stepping stone for us. I mean, we're going to get the season off on the right foot, and I think it really sets the tone for what we're going to do this season. Um, and that, like I said, that all starts over in Champaign this year. Yeah, you owe them one, Cam. You know, they came into our house last year and had a nice day. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's due for a little switcheroo this year. Yep, got to take care of the ball and kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new coaching staff, too, over there. You know, they got uh, they got a, a new head coach and a new staff. Sometimes that can be a plus or a minus because you're not really sure exactly what they're going to do. But uh, I would think that based on last year's results, you guys are going to be pretty zeroed in on trying to execute. Yeah, I know. We're mainly just focused about ourselves right now. I mean, we need to get better day by day and play our best ball. I mean, if we got the guys in the building to do it, so we're not as worried about other teams right now. Right now we're worried about ourselves and getting better going into fall camp. Cam, you came in a highly regarded uh, athlete out of Beatrice having played multiple sports, and they made you a center right away, something you'd never done before. And then suddenly people are talking about how you're the next Dave Remington. And I know that was probably difficult because, well, hold on, man, let me play in a game or two first before you compare me to the greatest center of all time. How did you handle that? Uh, I mean, I can only control what I can control. You know, I kind of put in the work. and But it, it was kind of a difficult transition because I was kind of injured here and there. And so it's kind of tough learning a new position that I've never done before and being injured, so it's it's nice getting these game reps in and uh, kind of excited for the future. I feel like this is a good position for me where I have a lot of upside and I'm excited to lead this team this year. How would you evaluate your spring, your spring football? It was great. Uh, I think more or less uh, the leadership aspect of it kind of picked up, uh, becoming a bigger leader in the offensive side of things and uh, competing with that D-line every day. I mean. Bringing that energy, the the energy in spring ball is a lot higher this year. I mean, there's a few fights and things in practice because guys are just getting after it, and that's kind of what happens when 
uh, it matters. You know, you're playing harder, and that's what we're seeing out of the team. So, Austin, let's talk about the offense. Um, defense made some real strides. Offense at times looked pretty good. Um, your evaluation of the progress the offense made in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think just even before that, in the spring, we looked back at what's killing us, and what's killing us is turnovers and penalties. And you can't start a drive. You get a touchback, and you can't start a drive first and 10. You fall start, and it's first and 15, first and 20. I mean, you just can't do that. It just it kills drives from the start. And us putting the ball on the ground, is it's, it's killing us. I mean, you can't score if you don't have the ball. I mean, as an offense. So it's um, that's what's killing us, and I think that's the biggest thing we should harp going into this season is us being able to hold each other accountable. Cam sees a running back carrying the ball out like like a chicken wing. I mean, that's not right. It's, it's going to lose us football games. I mean, we lost a lot of one-score games because of the little details like that. And so I got trust, all the trust in the world now that Cam's going to get on that the running back's tail because that's not how you're supposed to carry football, and that's how – <clears throat> that's how we lose games, and it's proven so the last three years. No so doubt. really, this is this is about accountability now. You know, do you feel like for the first time in a while, guys are saying, "All right, you need to be accountable for what you do," and if you're not accountable for you, I'm accountable for mm-hmm. you. Do you see that, Cam? Yeah, and I think uh, some of us old guys. It's kind of weird me being an old guy now. Is you know we we go in every day and we put the work in. We gain the respect of the team. So when we speak up, people listen, and we're not afraid to talk to somebody in a different position group you know it's it's about holding the whole team accountable not just people in your position group and I feel like that's something that's picked up in the leadership group right now and guys are getting with it. Offensively Austin I think a lot of fans are, are a little bit confused what is our identity as a football team offensively because for all those years everybody knew what Nebraska football was mm-hmm. they're going to line up the two backs and they're going to bang at you maybe run some option maybe some play action but mostly this is a running football team if you stop the run good for you but you're not gonna mm-hmm. what is and I think a lot of fans would like that to be the case but what is the identity of the offense or what is the identity you guys want to have mm-hmm. we should be able to do as an offense we should be able to just line up and run our base stuff right down anybody's throat and that's the way we should go approach things and um but I mean, teams are going to adapt to what we do, and so we got to get a little cute with some things. But we got to get our base stuff down, and our identity is should be able to run anything versus anybody, and we should be able to beat them. We should be, we should be able to get a hat on a hat and run the football down the throat, whether it's three yards or five yards every every play. I mean, you're gaining yards, um, no no negative plays, and you get when you run the ball down the throat and you're only getting four yards piece, you can't afford to have a turnover. You can't afford to have a, a penalty, and I think the identity that we need to have this year is be able to run the base stuff and be able to run it down people's throats and be able to execute what we need to get accomplished. Yeah, if you look at the Big Ten, you look at the teams that have been successful doing that, they're the ones that don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, Wisconsin doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Northwestern doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And look at the success. Mm-hmm. So just eliminating mistakes is probably priority one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, you go against a team like Ohio State, your, your, your margin for error is so much, like, smaller. You can't, you can't turn the ball over. You can't penalize yourself. I mean, we were within three with Ohio State, I mean, with a, like a minute left in the half. And then you turn the ball over and they go down and score, and it's a whole different ball game from there because they got the ball at the start of the half. And Ohio State's a pretty good offense, yeah. and there's not much stopping them. So uh, for us as an offense, it just makes the, the the mistakes that much, like the margin for error that much smaller. So Visit about some of the newcomers, Cam. Um, bunch of new guys on offense, a couple transfers in here, walk-on or two that look pretty good in the spring. Talk about some of the guys that impressed you the most. I think there's a lot of guys that came in and kind of impressed some people, but at the same time, they're they're still new guys and young guys, and they need to make a name for themselves. I feel like a lot of times we hype up so many new recruits, and 
we need to we need to see him do some stuff on the field. So uh, I'm excited for a lot of them, but I'm excited for this team. And if some guys can make make some plays this year, that's great. If not, they're going to have their time. There's an old saying from a baseball manager: uh, Why don't we wait until he goes to the bathroom at a major league clubhouse before we uh, you know, start bronzing a Hall of Fame plaque for yeah. him? Yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of that. Nebraskans are thinking, "Okay, man, let's wrap my arms around recruits because that's a win for us." Yeah, uh, yeah it's probably about time, guys. You know, idle back on the recruiting hype. Let's see who can take a hit in a practice. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys are in an era right now where they don't have two weeks of two-a-day practices to start fall camp like they used to. Do you ever hear from the old guys and say, <laughs> hey, you guys have it so much easier, Austin. You don't have to do what we used to do. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Yeah, they, I mean, they do say that, they have it easier, like give, it, give us a hard time, but they also see it's also probably the smartest. I mean, those guys go and beat their heads against each other for twice a day for I mean, six total hours. I mean, it's they see the the not smart part about that uh, now with I guess all this research out and whatnot. But um, yeah, they for sure they for sure got calloused over um, a little faster than we probably would nowadays. But uh, um, I think they they like to give us a hard time. Some of the stuff they used to do, you've probably heard stories. Because there wasn't year-round conditioning all those years ago. So if a guy showed up 20 pounds overweight or 10 pounds overweight, they'd put him in a freaking wetsuit in the middle of August just to shrink him. You know, fat, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's amazing we didn't lose guys, that we didn't have death uh, all over the practice field. But, you know, there was one thing, and, and speak to how this happens now, but the one thing that Coach Osborne used to say was, you know, if you can get through two-a-days in August, you know who's going to be there for you in the fourth quarter in November. Yep. You know, if you don't have that now, how do you guys measure which dudes are really ready to play winning football, Cam? Well, we see it in workouts every day. I mean, yeah, it's tough mentally, but when you, when you like, it's tough physically. But when you get through that and push through a workout, it's more about the mental aspect of things and just grinding through and being tough mentally. Because when like there's three or four guys dropping out of the workout. Are they in shape or are they just soft? You know, oh, you kind of got to decide that for you. And we see the guys coming in, working out, and grinding their ass off every day. And then we see the guys that can't make it through the workout, and the the team knows and they know who's going to be there in the fourth quarter. If a guy can't make it through a workout, he's not going to make it through a fourth quarter. So you can kind of tell right see. there. Uh, visit about some of the guys on defense, Austin. Um, there are a lot of folks back on defense. Uh, black shirts have a lot of people with some experience. So talk about who, in your estimation, has really stepped forward to establish that, okay, I'm going to be there to make plays for this defense mm-hmm. for, for 12 ball games. Yeah, so I think we got 10 returning starters on defense, which is huge for us yeah. um, as, a, as a team. Um, but uh, looking forward to seeing how JoJo Dorman um, uh, plays this year. He, I mean, he stepped up huge as a leader. He's been vocal, more vocal than he's ever been in our leadership council things. He's he's taking the head of it. He's not letting this team slip away from what we've done the last three years. Like he's he's not letting it happen again. I mean, he came back for a sixth year because he loves his team and he wants to get it right. I mean, he wants to leave Nebraska better than he found it. So I really look forward to seeing what JoJo does, just because I've seen him grow as a player, a leader, and as a person. Yeah, he's not even a Nebraska guy. He comes from Colorado. You, know, you think if a guy from another state. You know, cares more about Nebraska. What does that say to some of the Nebraska guys? It should motivate them, I would think, Cam, mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, wait, this guy—he's not even from here, but he cares that much. Maybe I should care more." Yeah, it's about right in this program, playing some winning football. Okay, what about on the D line? Uh, always super critical in the Big Ten. If you've got a really strong defensive line, you can do a lot of stuff. Who impressed you in the spring, and who do you think is going to have a big year in 2021 up front for Nebraska on defense? I think there's a lot of guys that can have a big year. Uh, 
just guys I go against, the T. Rob and Damian Daniels. Those guys are going to be fun. Uh, we've had a lot of battles in the spring, and it's, I'm excited for those two going forward. Uh, you can probably talk to Aaron Graham because he'll say you might have some challenges, but in one bowl game, I got to block Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis, and The Rock in yep. the same bowl game, the '94 Orange Bowl game against Miami. I heard some <laughs> stories from him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and the stories get larger, you know, as the years go on. I mean, they, those guys get a lot better as the years go on. Now they were great stars. Uh, one thing about the name, image, and likeness deal that is now a part of college football and. I know it's got a way on every player's mind. Here's an opportunity for me. Uh, if I don't play pro ball, this might be my best opportunity. How are the guys handling this that you've noticed so far? Are they distracted by it? Is it no big deal? Austin, what have you noticed? Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot of energy surrounding it July 1st when it first came about, and people were expecting, I'm going to get a big check on this day. Um, that's not really how it works. I mean, companies still need to figure out how to do it, how to go about it, what's the best way to go about it. But I, I think people were overestimating how much they're actually going to make. I mean, not everybody's going to get a deal. Not, not everybody's going to get a contract. But um, I wasn't necessarily for or against it passing, but it's here and it's here now. So I'm going to take advantage of it. And um, I know Cam's got his website he just posted yeah. yesterday with all of his <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Throw a little plug in there for him. But uh, um, hey, say it again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's, he's, he's taking advantage of it. Um, and then, Hopefully I'll get something out here soon. But. Are they are they giving you some guidelines? Again, your day is pretty booked during the season. You know, you've got something going on about every hour of the day during the season. Um, and are they helping you navigate? How, okay, this is another thing that I got to be a part of. How are they helping you guys manage that so that it doesn't become a distraction away from practice, school, class, and then the game? Yeah, honestly, it's just so new with everybody, and it's so new with like the businesses and the team. Like we're kind of learning as we go. So, but it's a great thing because like this deal we're at today, the Nebraska Greats Foundation putting on this golf tournament uh, before NIL, it wouldn't it wouldn't allow for me no, and Austin to right. come out here and golf. So now we're able to come and be a part of something like this, and it's a great cause and a great charity. So we're just excited to be out here golfing today and. Uh, uh, having some fun on the course yeah. with some uh, old Husker legends too. It's great having you guys. You're right. Um, on June 30th, you couldn't come to an event like this because there were rules against participating in any or operation, any organization, even if it's a nonprofit mm -hmm. like the Nebraska Greats Foundation. So it's great to have you here, and I know the fans are thrilled to have you out in Grand Island too. Cam Jurgens, Austin Allen, thanks for being here. Have good luck this season. I know you have high expectations, and there's every indication you're going to meet them. Appreciate it. Thanks All for having right. us. That's Austin Allen, Cam Jurgens here on this Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you want to learn more about the Nebraska Greats Foundation, easy to get to us. Go online at negreats.org. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.